Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you this morning. Thank you that you are in this place. We say you are worthy to receive honor and praise and worship and adoration. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. You are God. You remain the same. You are God and no one compares to you. No one is like unto our God. You are God and beside you there is none. We worship you this morning. We acknowledge your presence. For Father, you promise that where two, three gather in your name, you shall be in their midst. We thank you that you are in our midst. The Lord Jehovah is in the midst of his saints, in the midst of his people. Thank you, Father, that you are in this place. For you promise that you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, may the church say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's give words, hands of appreciation for our music team. Hallelujah. Let me take this opportunity and welcome everybody in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, I've not been to church in six months, so <laughs> uh, I've been coming on Wednesdays though, but uh, uh, it's, it's good to be, uh, there's a song that says, uh, I, I love to be in your presence with your people singing praises, so it's the desire of my heart to be with God's people. David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, John 14 verse 6, that's where we're going to start today. Uh, we have 30 minutes. Uh, the eldership was uh, very generous to say the services should be just one hour. We don't want people to sit with masks for over an hour. Hallelujah. Uh, we're talking about agents of revival. So that's, that's our topic this morning. Uh, maybe we'll continue with it next week. We'll just see how far uh, we are able to, to advance in this topic this morning. Agents of revival. And we believe that as God's people, we are agents of revival. Chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hallelujah. That is a, a very serious uh, declaration that the Lord Christ is making in John 14, verse 6. A very serious and also exclusive. Thank you, sir. And also ex exclusive declaration that the Lord Christ is making. And, and, and the declaration as well, it is not politically correct. 
Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father. No one goes to God except through me. So to be politically correct, you have to say always, always, they lead to God. But Jesus is saying emphatically and exclusively, he says, I am the way. He, 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 he does not want to be politically correct to say this way and this way and this way, they are all okay, they lead to God. But he says, I am the way and no one goes to God, no one goes to the Father except through me. So it's a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a very powerful declaration that the Lord Christ is making. No one goes to the Father except through me. He says, I am the way. And as he declares, therefore he's at the same time declaring that every other way is not a correct way. So in, in any other road that you take except the Lord Jesus Christ, that means uh, that you are lost. So that, that, that's the kind of a declaration that he's making when he says, I am the way. And then he also says, I am the truth. Meaning every other doctrine is a lie. Every other doctrine that is not centered on the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a lie. Every other doctrine that adds or adds anything to what Jesus is, is a lie. So, so, so that's the kind of declaration that the Lord is making. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and I am the life. So that means without Christ, we are dead. And, uh, and, 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 and so, so, so God in, 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 in the book of Genesis, I believe it's chapter, chapter 2, verse 14 to 16, he says to, 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 to Adam, he says, Adam, you can eat of every fruit of the tree in the garden, except for the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. He says, Adam, the day you eat of that fruit, you shall die. So, so, so Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. And, and, and the Lord says, the day you eat of it, you shall die. Now, death, when we talk of physical death, it's a separation of the spirit from the body. When the spirit leaves the body, that, that is physical death. But spiritual death, it's when a, a man or a woman is separated from God. Because, because of, of, of sin. Because the Bible says, God says in the book of Isaiah, he says, your sins have separated me from you. Even in, in, in Genesis, God God. God's fellowship with Adam was, break, was broken because of the sin. So God said to, to Adam, the day you eat, you shall die. That's the separation. So, so when man, when Jesus says, I am the life, it means anybody not connected to the Father through Christ is dead or dead spiritually. 
And, and, and so, so when we talk today about agents of revival, the, the word revival is made of two words. There's a prefix, R-E, which means to repeat something or do something again. And the, the, the root word, uh, it, it comes from the Latin word viva, which means long live. So revival means to bring back something, to bring it back to life again. That's revival. So if we are saying we are agents of revival, meaning that we are the people that God will use to unite them or to bring back to God, to, or, or, or to preach the gospel so that people are brought back to God or, or to the Father. Hallelujah. I want us to read in Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15. As we continue with the teaching this morning. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15. The Bible says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom? Verse 14. Let's start it again. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And how shall they preach unless they ascend? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Hallelujah. So, verse 10 says, those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, so I want us to look and, and, at, at this portion of scripture that we have just read now. We, 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 we said that revival is bringing men back to God. And, and, and we hear in, in verse 10, the Bible says, those who call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And then as it goes down, it says, but how shall they, they, they call upon him if they have not believed in him? And how shall they, they believe in him? If they have not heard of him. And how shall they hear without the preacher? And how shall they preach without being sent? Hallelujah. So the, the first part is that people must call on the name of the Lord. That's how people are being saved. When you, when you read the Bible, it also says that with a heart a man believes, with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. So for people to, to come to a point of confessing the Lord or, or the Lord Christ as Lord and Savior, they, they must also believe. Because it says, 
How can they call on him if they do not believe? Because with the heart you believe, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Then it says, but how shall they, they believe if they have not heard? You know, how, how shall they believe if they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So when we are saying we are agents of revival, that means we are, we, we in, for, for, for revival to happen, we are important ingredients. We are the important part in the revival of the nation. Because how will they hear without, without the preacher? How will they hear without the preacher? How will they hear without the proclamation of the good news? Because the, 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 the preaching is the proclamation of the gospel. The gospel which is the good news. So... So, so, what is good about the news that we share? When we read in, in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, it, 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 it's a prophecy about the, the whole chapter of Isaiah 53. It's a prophecy about the crucifixion of Christ. And in, 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 in verse 5, it says, He was crushed for our iniquities. It says he was, uh, he was bruised for our transgressions. It says the chastisement, to chastise means to, to punish by beatings. The chastisement that brought us peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. So, so, so that is the essence of the good news. Which is to say, the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for mankind on the cross of Calvary. That our sins were paid, you know, upon Christ when he died for us on the cross of Calvary. That he took away our sins. That through the beatings that he, he, he received, peace was given upon us. And the word peace there is the word shalom, which means prosperity, peace wholeness, completeness. You know, it, in, it continues to say it's by his stripes who were healed. So that is the good news, you know, that's, that, that we are supposed to preach. That's why Paul says, I preach Christ and him crucified. Because the good news is centered around the Lord Jesus Christ and what he achieved for us on the cross of Calvary. So that is the good news that we are to preach. We are to proclaim. And when we proclaim this good news, people share the good news. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. So when, when, when faith arises, faith leads to confession. Because Romans 10 says those who call, those who proclaim, those who confess the Lord. They shall be saved. But how shall they call upon him that they, they have not believed? How shall they believe unless they hear? How shall they hear unless there is a preacher? Hallelujah. So, let's answer this one. 
how shall they preach unless they ascend? And uh, uh, we'll just read two last scriptures and then we're going to close. In Mark 16, verses 13. So we must answer this question. Have we been sent? Because Paul says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? Have we been sent? Mark chapter 16, verse, sorry, verse, verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Does that sound like a, a sending, a command? When you, when you tell somebody, says go, you, you have just sent them. Paul says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? They say, they say hey, it's one of the songs we used to sing many years ago when we were in, 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 in Sunday school. Ereke kemore na jesu yari dumele tzing. Hallelujah. It's the Lord Christ who has permitted us to preach the gospel. So we have been sent. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. Is the portion of scripture that we call the Great Commission. We should be always careful that we don't make the Great Commission the Great Omission. To omit something is to not do it. So, so let us not turn the Great Commission into a Great Oh, mission. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and, sp and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, Scripture needs to, to, to declare Scripture. The Bible says, by two or three witnesses, a matter is established. So we see in the book of Mark, as well as in, the, in, 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 in Matthew, we, we, then we, we have therefore established the matter that we have been sent. We have therefore found in the scripture our sending commands or our marching orders. 
and 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 we can therefore say that we have been sent to go preach the gospel we have been sent and 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 and, and Jesus says he says in in verse 18 he says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me he says therefore go he says based on this authority go so Christ is also authorized to give this command. So we, we don't have an illegitimate command, but a legitimate command. He says, therefore go and preach the gospel. I remember one, one preacher came many years ago while we were still studying. Uh, and uh, uh, we invited him to the SCF, and and he was saying that uh, during apartheid he went to do uh, an open air preaching at some place, uh, somewhere in Joburg, and and the police came and, and arrested him and says, you know you are not allowed to be here. You know if you remember the the group areas act and 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 all that you needed a pass you know, and, and authorization to be in a particular area at a particular time. And they said, who gave you authority to be here? And then he says, the Lord Christ says, I must go and preach the gospel everywhere. He says, they took him into the van at the police station and they released him. He says, you must not do it again. And they, they released him. But what I want to share is that we have been authorized to go and preach the gospel everywhere, under all circumstances. You know, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's, uh, it's raining, it's a drought, it's World War II, World War III, World War I, uh, we are supposed to preach the gospel everywhere. And, 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 and therefore, the preaching or the activity of the preaching of the gospel is an essential service. It should happen under all lockdowns. Lockdown 5, level 5, level 6, level 1. We must preach the gospel. Because when the Lord Christ gave the command, he gave it, he says, preach the gospel in season, out of season. Preach the gospel under all circumstances. You see, the, the message is the same. The method might change, but the message is the same. We must preach the gospel. Because it's a, it's a command. And we cannot, Paul says, when he was arrested and he was questioned by a by King Agrippa. He says, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. So, 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 we ought to preach the gospel. Whatever our vocation is, we must preach the gospel. Whatever our business is, we must preach the gospel. You know, everything we must do everything to make sure that the gospel is being preached. 
We must do everything. We must give our time, our resources, our prayers. We must do everything in our power to make sure that we go and preach the gospel to all people, to all nations. That is our purpose. And as, as, as servants of our Lord Jesus Christ, a true servant wants to please their master. And our master is our Lord Jesus Christ. And he has given us a command. He says, go. You know, if I say to my child, go, and she remains seated. So that means it's either she didn't hear me, maybe she's watching TV, she missed the instruction, or she is disobedient. You cannot be seated. When the command is clear and says go, you, you cannot remain seated. So, so that is the, the, the central mission of the church. Our mission is to fulfill the great commission. And the Lord says, he says, I'm with you to the end of of the age. It says, as you go, I'm with you. As you go, I'm by your side. As you go, I will help you. As you go, I will empower you. As you, as you go, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. As you go, I'm going with you. Hallelujah. So, so that's where we will end it today. I just want us to stand on our feet. And we're going to pray and recommit ourselves to the commission or to the great commission and say to the Lord, here we are. You know, the Bible says, the field or the harvest is ready, but the workers are few. And here's the thing. Christ says, pray to the Lord of the, of the harvest to bring the workers. But I also want us to pray that, Lord, make us capable workers. You know, we cannot pray that the Lord will raise workers into his field and we exclude ourselves. We, we, we cannot exclude ourselves. We, we, we must pray and say, Lord, make us vessels fit for the master's use. Make us vessels fit for the master's use. In this great commission of bringing the gospel to the nations, we also want to be counted. We, 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 we want to be enlisted amongst the, the army of the Lord. Whatever your calling, your ministry, your vocation, your job, your, your business, you are called. There is something bigger than the job that you are doing. There is something bigger than the ministry you are called into. And ultimately, is that we must be vessels fit 
for the master's use. We must be workers in the field of the Lord. It's not enough only to say, Lord, send the workers. But we must say, make us soldiers in your army. Lord Jesus, you are in this place. You are our Lord and our master. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can hope and ask for. This morning, Lord, we are coming back to the great commission. This morning, we pray, won't you give us the grace to fulfill this great commission in this generation? We pray for grace, Lord Jesus. To go where you have sent us. We pray for grace to do that which you have called us to do. Father, we are praying for a fresh anointing. We are praying for the empowering of the Holy Ghost. Father, wherever you have placed us, may this light that you have put in us, may it bring illumination. May it bring light in the mighty name of Jesus. May you strengthen our hands. May we be vessels fit for the master's purpose. May we be vessels fit for the master's use. Father, we are availing ourselves this morning. We say, here we are, Lord. Use us. Here we are, Lord. Feel us. Anoint us. Upon and anoint us. Appoint us and send us. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Today, Lord Jesus, we are saying to you, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We will go. We will go. We say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Master. We will go. For you have promised that you shall be with us. That you shall go with us. That you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. Lord Jesus. Strengthen us, Lord. Enlist us in the mighty name of Jesus. Enlist us into your army. For you can use anybody, anytime, anywhere. For you are able, Lord. We are vessels. Feel us and flow through us. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Release your anointing. Your special favor and blessing. Upon your people. In this place. And those watching. Via different social media platforms. We say release your grace. Release your favor. Your anointing. For you say Lord. That we shall be anointed. With power. From on high. And we shall be witnesses. Unto you. From Jerusalem. Judea. And unto all the nations. This morning. Won't you release your grace. Won't you release your spirit. Won't you release your anointing. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for a fresh anointing. For a fresh empowerment.
empowering of the Holy Ghost. For you say in your word, we say to the disciples, we say wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. We pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost, for a fresh anointing from on high, for a fresh anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Son of the living God, we say like David, we say we have been anointed with fresh oil. We have been anointed with fresh oil. We give you glory, we give you honor. The praise is yours, the honor, the glory, the adoration. Jesus, Jesus, Son of the living God, your mercy is in this place. Your grace is in this place. Your power is in this place. We honor you, King. We give you glory. Let's give Jesus hands of praise.